Hey everyone, Ryan here. Two things. All right. First, this episode is actually a replay of an episode we did a few years back, and it's all about how to craft a family vision statement. Given that it's the beginning of the year, it's a timely topic for every family to revisit. If you already have a family mission statement or a vision statement or some sort of ratified plan, I think it's a great episode that could help you think maybe in different terms about the mission of your household, the culture you want to create, and the core values that undergird everything. All right, that's the first thing. And the second thing is this. We're actually releasing today a free e-course that's part of our online learning platform, and you can find that free course on YouTube. So just head on over to youtube.com and search for The Fierce Family or The Fredericks, and you'll see our picture uh, pop up there for our channel. Click on that, and there's two videos called Five Truths for a Healthier perspective on sex part one and two it's a completely free course with connection guides and downloads and things like that so make sure you go and find us on youtube and we hope that that blesses you and your marriage so with that said here's the episode enjoy so today we've got a fun uh yeah, fun we're show i'm excited about yeah. this one to talk about we're talking about our family vision statement yeah we've had a lot of people uh write in or even uh, somebody called in and asked, yeah. you know, hey, can you pr- provide a template for your family vision statement? Because we, we actually mentioned it a few weeks back mm-hmm. in our discussion on priorities. Mm-hmm. And we talked about the concentric circles of, you know, Christ, each other, others, mm-hmm. and then, you know, extending God's grace, um, experiencing his experiencing his grace, extending his glory. Yeah. So we talked about that and people said, well, where's that family vision statement? So actually today we're going to focus <clears throat> on that. Mm-hmm. And we have a template that we're going to make available in our uh, in the show notes that you know on our website, mm-hmm. um, so you can download that and fill it out. You can print it, fill it out, or you can in some word documents, so you can do it that way. Anyway, so we're just going to walk through mm-hmm. um, what our family vision statement looks like. How we got there? How we it was got kind of there? A mess, yeah, yeah, yeah. And normally, right about now, we'd be doing the thing we call the heart check. But I think we're gonna do that toward the end. Let's let's just bump that toward the end. Sounds good. Um, so yeah, so Selena, why don't you, I guess, preface this conversation with what. <laughs> What precipitated our family vision statement? Because it wasn't something that we were just like out of the blue. We need this. We should write this down. (laughs) But it really was the result of us being extremely confused about four years ago. I think it was more of a white knuckle deer in the headlights. We're going to lose our minds. We need this. It wasn't just (laughs) like, oh, yeah, this is something we need. This is like, we need this now. Like we were kind of we were in transition. So we had just uh, it was just about five years that we moved. We, We were in. Southern California in Palm so, Desert. Yeah, so we're from and, Washington State. Yes. We moved down there. Yep, for, got, helped start a church, got, got involved in yeah. Young Life. This is I'm saying this because when you go through Young Life, you're usually volunteering for a couple of years and going, I had some freshmen and they were graduating to be seniors and then I had also... So you had, Some, you had, had been two their classes leader for four, for years. four years. Yeah, and then I had another class that was graduating. So all of this was kind of coming to a close as and we were helping to plant a church yes that also got a new pastor and was transitioning as well so the, it, it felt like all the things that we were down there for were kind of kind of closing up and we had had our our little girl Della our first and she was about six months old and we were starting to feel a little bit restless in, in a good way not yes. just in that we wanted we, we loved it when we lived down there right but we knew it was not it wasn't forever we, yeah, and we still have dear friends down yep, there we have lots of friends and but it's funny how we went down there it. and if you're wondering why we went to California we, I, my background is in energy engineering. Mm-hmm. And so we were actually thinking about, uh, I was going to start a solar um, design and installations company. It was right in Palm Springs, Palm Desert, mm-hmm. where they get like 360 days of sun every year. <laughs> and uh, that was right before the economy, like just tanked. Yeah. 
totally tanked. And so um, that never got off the ground. So I really think God now in hindsight, yeah. at the time we thought we were, we were the ones making this move happen, but yeah. I think God was God, calling definitely. us down there. Absolutely. Uh, we had a, we had gone through some really <clears throat> tough stuff um, Here in with some relationships. Yeah. In Washington before yeah. we left. Yeah. And so we um, were trying to make sense of all that. And I think God uh, called us down there just to, I think. Minister to our hearts, yeah. reset us. There's a lot. Yeah. You'll probably hear a lot about a California, our California adventure. <laughs> it, it was figuratively and literally uh, in the a desert. Del- <laughs> a desert. Yeah. 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 Um, so anyways, a lot of the things that we were down there for were kind of closing up and ending. And so we decided to, usually we come home to Washington in the summer and it was about summertime and we decided, well, I guess we will just end our lease and pack up our cars and buy a moving truck <laughs> and and head home Which with our that, little girl. That was, we only did that because to to rent the moving truck was actually... Like $200 cheaper than just buying right. it. Right. So we just bought an old old truck. It was great. It was old truck, but it worked. And I was... And we didn't um, have to be back at a certain time. And we had no yeah. storage. We had we came home with just the cars and our kid. Like, yeah. that's pretty... Yeah. And our two dogs, of course. That was an adventure driving Yes. North, so anyway. Ryan did great driving that. So and we ended up in Westport, Westport, Washington. Washington, which is a small little beach town that his parents have a condo out there that they let us um, kind of transition into. And we were there for the summer. And so and we paid them rent, but it was like just, just yeah. to cover costs. And then we had that. So we were down there essentially for about six months trying to figure out where should we go? I mean, we, we were kind of all over the map. We, my brother lives in London. We're like, what would it take to live in London? Oh, but we love the mountains. What about Montana? And the reason for that, so <laughs> I, at the time we were running a, I have a web development yes. thing, so I could work from anywhere. Right. I just needed to have my laptop and an internet connection. Cause and I and we, were, we were doing Fierce Marriage. We hadn't... We had been blogging. Yep. And so that was starting to kind of... This was all starting to gain momentum. And take form, yeah. So we lived in this little tiny town on the coast, uh, just as long as I had internet, which we had. And right. so we had really at that time, we had every... We like, had everything we every needed. Every whim and option that we yeah. wanted in terms of where to go, as long as we could afford it, which wasn't much. Right. But then... That's when we started realizing how important community was because we didn't know anybody out there. And it was really hard to have one child and not know any other moms or anybody. We checked out a daycare, but I was like, this is scary. Um, You know, there's just a lot that we started. I felt like came up or maybe shook down. I don't know. (laughs) Things that came up um, in our time there. I felt like we really established um, how important our, our family is to us, our immediate you know, us three, us four now. Um, and also we needed community and we hadn't had that in a long time. I mean, we had it in California, but now we're here. And so, I mean, we went, we even visited Texas cause we thought maybe fierce marriage would, well, we, yeah, I we, don't were, know. we were, we were just kind of lost. Well, no, because that we, we were, yes, we were aimless, aimless. We and were, on we, a were lily we were pad. looking for something <laughs> to, to kind of focus on. We knew that this was a transition season and we wanted to find the next step. Right. And, um, and so one of those things we were considering was uh, going to a ministry school mm-hmm. to kind of learn, um, more about theology because I, I kind of, you know, thought and still think that we'll be writing for a while. Yeah. We'll, be, we'll be talking about Jesus for the rest of our lives mm-hmm. at least. And, and by God's grace going deeper into, you know, theology and things. So we want to make sure that we're, you're not, you know, right. doing anything that's off color. Yeah. So we went down there as a family and we're like, we visited for about nine days yeah. and it was, we realized without a doubt clear. we were not called there. <laughs> <laughs> and so that was good. But Texas is it, awesome. I, it is just not, it was not the time for us to be there. I don't think. All this to say, we were just aimless. And so at one point, I think maybe on the flight, 
or uh, on one of our long drives to and from uh, where my parents live, uh, we had just, just, we were like, we have to, this cannot, we can't just we can't keep live on this like hamster this. wheel yeah. of, of wondering, hey, yeah. could we, could we, could we, could, we need a direction yeah. that has to do with why. Yeah. And essentially we came up with um, this, what we call our ultimate goal, or you call it a mission statement. Which is or part of why. Our, our family yeah, vision and, and it, it, it was the beginning of yeah. of our family vision statement, which um, again we'll make this available to you um, in the show notes. But so yeah, what we want to do today is just walk through our statement quickly mm-hmm. and and explain. There's only three sections, so it'll be a fairly quick show here, um, and just explain to you um, the thinking behind it, mm-hmm. and and I guess just sh- show you ours yeah. so that you have at least some example um, um, of maybe what what the heart behind it is. So. Yeah, so our, our, so big... this can I don't I want you to, when you were talking about this, you were saying, when you, you, we were sharing about it before the show, what, what drew you, what made you, what made us, why, how did we get here? I mean, I know, yes, our, we, we were aimless. Right. And we didn't know what we, but why did we start asking these questions? Why were things coming to the top? What were, how did we, we I feel like we just kind of kept peeling back. Okay, why? Why do we want community? Why do we want to be, right in the Northwest. Why do we want this? And a lot of those seemed like simple answers like, oh, we want to be around family. We want our, our kids to be raised around family. We, we but like, it still doesn't get to that core why. Right. Because we we felt like, oh, but if we settle here, we're going to be settling here. And we don't want, like, it was more about our wants instead of more about the vision of, like, what right. how God would, how right. we can be wrung out, how God and can so use us. And so how we kind of came yeah. around to ours. And by the way, I... It's not unique to us. This statement, I think, is unique to every Christian. Yeah, um, on some level, if if we are if we're truly followers of Christ, mm-hmm. um, our lives exist for God's glory, mm-hmm. and we exist to share the good news of what Jesus has done with other people. Mm-hmm. That is the calling of every Christian. Right, um, and so. We, you know, I think by God's grace, we, we came, that came into very sharp focus for us mm-hmm. in that season of our lives. And I've been listening to a lot of uh, Matt Chandler. He's a, he's a pastor out of Texas. And he, one of the phrases he always uses is, uh, and you'll probably hear me repeat it, uh, is just being wrung out for the gospel. Mm-hmm. And I love that visual picture of, you know, the last drop of my life. I want that to be used, yeah. of our lives to be used for the perpetuation mm-hmm. of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. And so, so yeah, that became our why. And then it just became a question of how do we articulate that? And another fueler behind um, our big ultimate goal or, or our why was this, um, this conviction that God gave me. Um, and just this vision of standing before him and having to, and basically having to answer, you know, we're saved by grace, all that stuff. But there's also like a, like judgment seat right. type of deal. And I'm standing before him and, and, um, What's the verse where Paul says, you know, he'll say, um, well, you know, done. well done, good and faithful mm-hmm. servant. And I was like, man, I just really want, I know that my, my good deeds are filthy rags, right? right? I know that without Christ, everything is, is filthy, mm-hmm. but in Christ, I want to be wrung out for the gospel mm-hmm. by his grace and whatever, whatever I can do, I want him to be the, the driver for that. Mm-hmm. And so Selena and I, and I say, I, but really we were having this conversation. Totally. And what we landed on um, was actually this verse. And this verse um, this verse is kind of our um, jump-off point, and it's Acts 20, 24. Um, it says, I do not account my life of any value, nor as precious to myself, if only I may finish my course and the ministry that I received from the Lord Jesus to testify to the gospel of the grace of God. 
Um, if you, I'm not going to get into the context, but the context for that verse is extremely powerful. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do think that this verse is a good representative kind of cross section of mm-hmm. how we are called to live in light of the gospel mm-hmm. and live out of the gospel. Mm-hmm or rather live out the gospel in our daily lives. Mm-hmm. And so the question then became, what, is, what does it mean? Um, so he says, I do not account my life of any value. So to us, that means that this here and now is not precious in itself. It's only precious in light of who Christ, right. what Christ has done and who he's called us to be as, right. as co-heirs with him. Which, yeah, that, that, so we're, we're talking about our family vision statement. We're talking, we're right at the ultimate goal, which is kind of the ultimate vision right. of, of, the the other three steps it's kind of the big yeah so this is the big the like, head this of is, it all <laughs> this is the roots yeah in the soil and so uh that first part of that verse i do not count my life of any value nor is precious to myself is basically a reminder to us that hey we don't need to strive for just bigger better more mm-hmm. especially in the area of like finances or you know we, our priorities need to be centered on being precious because of christ mm-hmm. only because of christ mm-hmm. not in it's in ourselves or in life is not precious in ourselves but only because of jesus right um and then the next part well, is... If, sorry, real quick. Even in just like our marriage, we're not striving to have a better marriage just to have a better marriage. Like, right. That's good. We're striving. We're not striving. <laughs> you know what I mean? We're, it's, it's all because of Jesus and then it's all for Jesus. Yeah. And so if There's our a, marriage isn't good, if we're having some hard times, God and his sovereignty and goodness can still work even right. then, you know? There's this phrase that's been knocking around in my head for a few weeks, if you, maybe over a month. But it's uh, nothing matters more than Christ, but everything else matters more because of Christ. It's good. It now matters more because of him. Yeah. Um, and that's essentially what this is saying. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the second part of that is, if only I may finish my course in the ministry that I received from the Lord Jesus. So what that, I think what that illustrates for us, the way we connect that is our calling is not your calling. Right. And we have our course and it's not to be, any, any, you name it, anybody that we could compare ourselves to. Right. Um, we're not striving to be somebody yeah. else. We're not striving to accomplish certain things. We are simply trying to steward and do well with what right. course God has laid out in front of us. And so that's like this, this house that we live in, these babies that we have in our mm-hmm. care that we are, you know, discipling. It's you, our listeners and readers, mm-hmm. you're all in our course and we are just trying to finish our course. Mm-hmm. And without um, trying to finish someone else's course or, you know, live vicariously or mm-hmm. try to copy. Um, and I, <clears throat> yeah, so. Just cutting to the core of the motives behind all yeah. of the, everything that we have, why we walk, right. how we walk, I guess. I don't know, the right. path that God's given us. So Right. Um, and again, these are all biblical principles that we're just kind of using this verse as a jump off point for every one of these. And these aren't explicit. We're just kind of expanding on it while we're talking what this verse means mm-hmm. uh, and then finally um, it says if only i may finish um, my course in the ministry that i received from the lord jesus to testify to the gospel of the grace of god so i think every ministry every life mm-hmm. will point uh, will will tell the story a testimony of the grace of god the gospel of the grace of god so that's the end mm-hmm. that that is the end that we are fighting for that we are passionate about that every decision that we talk about here on from here on out um, is for that. So, um, so how would, if I, if we're a married couple and we're writing out our family vision statement and I'm at ultimate goal, how do I, how do we get to that? How did we, we found, we didn't just find a verse. We felt like the Lord really led us in this verse. Right. A lot Acts of prayer. 2024. A lot of prayer, a lot of discussion. Right. Um, 
I should have said this early on, um, so I apologize, but really the, the, the reason for the family vision is, I think, clarity. Mm-hmm. That's funny because we call it a vision statement, and, and what's vision's only good if it's clear vision, right? right? If it's foggy or anything like that, it's right. not a vision. Uh, it's not a good vision. You need a clear vision, and what that does is it gives it provides three at least three things. A direction. Mm-hmm. It, in our case, we really need a direction. Mm-hmm. It gives you a, a, meaning, a meaningful way to discern mm-hmm. between options, so it gives you discernment. Meaning that you can say this is a good thing, but it's not the right thing. Right. Because that's the that's the issue, right? Is you've got too many options that are good. Lots of good things, but not. But not the right ones, and so this will help you kind of prioritize. Um, and then I think most pertinent to this conversation in marriage is unity. Is it will give like nothing has unified us mm-hmm. like this vision statement has. Mm-hmm. And, it, yeah. And we worked on it together. We did. Um, and it's really I feel like the just going back one step to the discernment. It's really closed doors quicker for us. So there's not as much like decision fatigue, as silly as it sounds. But when you're making lots of decisions during the day, it's like, okay, I'm looking at our week and we have three things on the schedule. This is not, this is not a part of our family statement. This is not a part of our vision. We need to push it back. We need to reschedule with these people. Mm-hmm. And that's a hard thing to do because you want to, we want community. We want people here, but we also are stewarding our family relationships, our marriage. Right. We're stewarding that time. We are, um, and I need that. I need those boundaries because I need to fall back on something that right. is valuable in my head and my heart because otherwise I'm just, I feel silly like, oh, can I reschedule this just because I don't want you over right now? <laughs> it's not really <laughs> what I'm saying. It's like, yeah. what I'm saying is that I need more time with my husband and my family without anybody else in my in my space right now. And I think that's okay. And so this this is but definitely without brought clarity. Some, yeah, without that clarity, you would always be feeling like you're missing it. Right. Or you're disappointing people. Right. And it, but this can, helps us calibrate. Like our ultimate goal is yeah. pleasing God. Yep. And we can rest in a security of and knowing resting in that we are pleasing him because of Christ. Right. Um, so we, in our own words, we wrote this out. We said, and this is again, under ultimate goal at the end of our lives, we hope to cross the finish line being wrung out for the gospel. There's that phrase. Mm-hmm. We want to hear God say, well done, good and faithful servants. Um, another verse that we have on here is Micah six, eight under this section. It says, he has told you, Oh man, what is good? And what does the the Lord require of you, but to do justice, to love kindness, and to walk humbly with your God. And so that kind of starts to give us the a little bit of texture and how. Mm-hmm. So we talked about the why. Now, um, how does that actually play itself out in our daily lives? Mm-hmm. And so we, the next section here. What are the next three sections just to give the, us? Okay, so the core values, we'll talk about those. Mm-hmm. And then finally, vision for family. Oh, okay. Sorry, two. Sorry, yeah. And there's one after that, but that's not pertinent to this um, particular conversation. So core values, um, again, we'll make this quick, but ours are, I think I'll just say the the top five. Um, And there's only six, but... uh, um, For us. For us. You may have three or two or five or ten. No, I don't think there should be ten. I think you should probably keep it to five or less. Cut that. And the reason for that is because... You want to be clear. Yes, it's true. You don't want to just list everything that sounds good. Um, before Which I read, you might have to do to get to these. Right. We've listed many things. So the thing about core values is this. Our tendency, and Selena, feel free to jump in at any point if you, if you disagree. I do. <laughs> <laughs> <I'm kidding. laughs> uh, our tendency is to say, okay, core values. Now, you, we start to idealize ourselves and mm-hmm. idealize what we want. And that's that. That there's a different place for that. This is not the place for that. Core values are what is already so deeply ingrained in you that they are driving your decisions, whether you realize it or not. Mm-hmm. And that's part of how God created you. That's part of how he's sanctifying you. These will change. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but but we got to ask yourself what what is driving like if you're gonna now please we'll this this, this uh, analogy if you're going to buy a house what's going to drive that decision yeah and that was a big clarifier for us because we realized that we 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 cared about some things more than we cared about others right like we don't have a new house Mm-mm. our house is is like forty years old fifty years old mm-hmm. um, and it shows. And there are there, there are a lot newer, <laughs> bigger, nicer houses right. that that we said no to because they weren't in the location that we felt like God was right. calling us to. Right. And the place that we live is already built out. There's all it's all old houses. Yeah. And, but that we, and that's okay. And I think if I didn't if we didn't have that, we might get upset. Right. And um, I think that's different for everybody because some people. Of course, they it's going to vary. Yeah, yeah that, and that's for it, different or reasons. Or if you're for called the to an area that has newer, nicer houses, right. then so be it. Yeah. That, that, or, but the know. house was not the goal. The house was not right. the objection. The objective. objective. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So for us, again, this took some conversation between us trying to mine out from our hearts what really matters to us. Um, and I'm just going to read these off. So the first one is stewardship. Um, to us, stewardship is the most comprehensive biblical model for Christian living. I'm just reading it off the page here. We do not own anything, but rather are stewards of whatever time, talent, relationships, and resources God places into our care. Right? Yep. So, this has been revolutionary, I feel like, for us. We're not... And that's something that, that was in, it was ingrained in our hearts um, over the five years prior to this. Uh, number two, Selena, go ahead. Uh, community. We were designed for community. We must make quality relationships a priority. And I think from a woman's perspective, from a, a mom and... I think I can get overwhelmed by community very easily. Right. There's easy. There's a lot of things to do in, in your community, like just in your location, um, but also even within our like our small group community. There's been lots of options and things to connect with on. So there's again lots of good things to do and be a part of. But um, I think making you know being a good steward, it goes it falls back on a number one. Right. Okay, so 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 good community doesn't mean more people yeah and not that you would say not that you hit your cap and you're like sorry no more friends right but you you have to be very intentional about your relationships otherwise you will overextend yourself you're going to be you'll turn into a bad steward right because you're yeah spread so thin right we weren't designed for that yeah um so number yeah you do number three so number three yeah this is (laughs) is you and this is one of those things that again (laughs) is part of who we are right um for better or worse (laughs) Uh, but it's it's adventure and again these aren't in any order um other than you can number, put yours in yeah. an order if you'd like. They're not in a priority list for us. No. It's just these are these exist and they're all kind of in the same yeah. space. So adventure, it's do things that aren't easy. Or no. Sorry. <laughs> do yeah. things that aren't easy and require work and risk. The payoff is always worth it. And so payoff is is one of these like business terms. What I'm talking about is um like taking going to the the, the trouble of packing our kids up and going on an adventure um, up the mountain, up the mountain to the ocean. Yeah. Like doing things that actually breathe the life. Store. <laughs> they breathe life into no, us. Right. I know. Um, well, I climbed Mount Rainier, um, a couple times in mm-hmm. t- 2012 and 2011 and it was hard mm-hmm. and it was, it required risk, m- time to train. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, and it was hard, but you know what? I'm so happy that I did it mm-hmm. but in, in that moment. It was miserable right um but i'd do it again because i know it's worth it um it, you'd, i'd be hard pressed to do the same route <laughs> i don't want to do the same route again because it's very monotonous um, um but that's what adventure means i think and we realized that was part of us we, we we would rather forego like we would rather forego ease ease and pleasure today for a greater reward tomorrow yeah yeah and it, i 
Go ahead. I think that looks, that may look different for women in day to day. Um, some, I would probably label adventure a little different, you know, getting, yeah. I mean, there are yeah, things that we go out. Definitely put this through your own filter, right. grain of salt. But uh, no, one thing I did want to say about adventure though, is, is like, don't feel like you have to leave the kids behind too. I know we said pack up the kids, but sometimes I think as parents, we think, oh, if we want to go to this grand adventure, we need to not have the kids. I think part of the adventure is, and getting outside or wherever right. is taking the kids is slowing down is, is. It's not about us rushing through, oh, yeah. you know, everything. They're just part of it. They're just part of that adventure. And honestly, for me, an adventure, my friend and I are going to, you know, run a 10K on a, on Thanksgiving, a turkey trot. And that is not fun to prep for. <laughs> but it has been good because I've been able to, like, take the girls in the stroller. We get some outdoor time. We get the fresh air. We get the rain. <laughs> and it's been and an adventure for us. And every year it, after we always, run it, we're always happy. It's always, always a good payoff. It's feels fun. great. You can eat a ton of food and yeah. not feel bad. <laughs> So, yeah. you know, I just, just, yeah, it, adventure is it not just me. like jumping out of airplanes and things. Yeah, yeah, no. Yeah. Yours is good, though. I get what you're saying. I, I read a tweet the other day. It was like some girl was saying, my worst nightmare is marrying into a family that runs 5Ks on Thanksgiving. <laughs> <laughs> well, lucky for all of us, none of us ever did that before we got married. This is a yeah. post-married thing. <laughs> yeah, we, yeah, we got married young enough to not care. <laughs> yeah. Um, Okay, so uh, why don't you read number four? So. Yeah, number four, freedom. So flexibility and schedule, finances, location, and vocation are important to us. We're not detached or commitment averse, but agile, mobile, and ready to respond however God calls. Um, yeah, flexibility and schedule. For me personally, I try to keep Mondays and Fridays open. Um, that's just something I've learned through the years of having kids, the four years. I think you're <laughs> not very experienced. Well, I think freedom's a bit funky because a lot of people they're not self-employed right and so i think the word that i would use maybe or urge you to use or is margin right because basically margin, that's what it means yeah. for us yeah. is that we want to have enough like extra time yeah flexibility um resources to love people and to do things that are spontaneous yes. and the way that i've i've done that is is looking usually at my schedule over a couple of weeks and feeling out where was I hard pressed for things and didn't feel like I had enough margin? Um, and how to, how can I change that? It's, it's take, it takes some time to look right. at your, your life, your week, your month and say, okay, we feel hard pressed pretty consistently at this time every month or at this time every week. So maybe we need to add some flexibility, right. add some freedom, um, and not, not, you know, commit to this event or maybe we need to not pay for, you know, maybe I'm, I like the new gym I'm going to, but you know, the thought on my, my end was like, is it financially worth it for us? Because it's, it's, yeah. it's a cost to us. So is that adding to our freedom or is that are you right. just weighing yep. it against all yep. of these things? And so it does, this was actually the main reason why I quit my day job. Yeah. And again, these values are kind of intrinsically a part of our relationship and they have been for years and we see them if you look back you can see oh that's where freedom played a role right that's where the community value played a role um and so i we for the longest time when we were first married i was a janitor uh made very little <laughs> but got our rent it was at the ap apartment place that we lived mm -hmm. well then we went and got these jobs and then I quit the job and then was working self-employed, making less than I made as a janitor, <laughs> but I had all the freedom that I, that right. we needed to, right. to make some of the changes that God was calling us to yep. make. Yep. Although we were definitely hand to mouth for about five years, yeah, like truly hand to mouth. Right. Um, and so this isn't just talking about money. It's talking about, um, uh, you know, 
freedom with time, I think, is yep. probably the most margin important thing. Margin with our yeah. time, yeah. margin with our finances. Um, again, these are just examples um, to show you what where we're at. Of course, you're going to have to take some time and pray over these. I'll just say the fifth one. It's family. Again, these aren't in any order. But we make each other a priority by giving our very best time, energy, and resources to one another. This has a multiplying effect on our family's health and our ability to give time, energy, and resources to others. Um, so yeah, we just basically that, what that means is we want priority. Or we want our family to be the priority. Mm-hmm. If something's got to give, it's not going to be family. Right. If it means that it hurts the health right. of that relationship. Right. Um, there are times when family can be generous with each other and say, and Selena, you said this a few times to me, hey, you go, you need to go and care for this person. I got the kids tonight. We'll be fine. Right. And there's other times where I'm like, hey, I want to go do this thing. And the, just a few weeks ago, I was going to go somewhere and I could tell last minute that um, we had had an argument and I was fine. I'm just going to cancel it. And you were like, no, no, don't cancel it. And I, and I just canceled it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was a good decision, good I think. Decision, yeah. So there are times when that there's give and take there. Okay. Vision for family. So this is the second part. So yeah, no, the, well, this is the yeah the ultimate goal. Yep. Then you have core values, and then the vision for family. Right. And these are um, this was the fun part for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and basically, we call them um, they're like envision statements. So I'll just read. I think a few. Selena, why don't you pick a few out of there? There's probably like eight of them. Well, I think one that we we need to maybe be a little better at and is that we envision a cultured family where each of our children understands that the world is a big place in need of a big God and transformation through the gospel. Um, just cause they're young right now. And I think those kind of concepts are really hard to grasp as a child, yeah, <laughs> three year old. I don't know. I mean, we, I think we expose them to a lot and we talk about yeah, things. But we're not going to like, um, you know, take them to France or anything like that. France. <laughs> I'm just thinking culture, what that means. I think what we live what in we Tacoma. Meant there, There's yeah. a lot of culture in Tacoma. Yeah. Well, yeah. So it's going to other pockets of town that aren't our little like subdivision. Right. And our little. Maybe going to places we aren't necessarily familiar and comfortable with, with. But people are, that are different. Yeah. They don't look like you. They don't talk like you. They don't act. Uh, they don't do the same things that you do. Right. Um, parks I mean, are a great place for that yes. too. Just parks that you maybe not don't go to all the time, but. In a different part of town, yeah. yeah. I don't know. I just um, feel like in, in no, our day and time, it's good to. This is a good brush start up for us. <laughs> teaching our kids, you know. Okay. Um, you pick one. Let's see. We envision an active family mm. who goes on adventures together regularly and has the means to do so. He likes adventure. Yeah. You can't tell. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to do another one too. Um, we envision a family of disciples and disciplers who make mm. much of the gospel in Jesus by teaching and being taught by others. That's good. So for us, we've made it a, a very explicit priority that we are committed to our, our local church. Mm-hmm. We, we're committed in the sense that Selena serves every... Couple weeks. Every, kids. Well, every month, every, basically. Yeah. You do two weeks on, four weeks off. Yes. And she helps out with kids. Awesome. I'm in a, lead, a leadership cohort. With a bunch of guys, I've helped with some of the marriage curriculum that we put together. But I'm not talking about volunteer hours. I'm talking about like we are, our hearts are intertwined with, right. with our church. We love them. In the community of we our church. We want to serve them yeah. and however we can. Um, that's been, because it'd be really easy for us to stay home on Sundays. But that's not, mm-hmm. that's not who we're called to be. Mm-hmm. And that decision came out of this, again, mm-hmm. going up to the ultimate goal, down to the core values now. It's and so important. It yeah. And it's so important. We made this, I mean, we only had Della. She was probably a year too old. And I feel like ha- the more kids that we've had, the ex- the other one, but the more it's just <laughs> kids have that way of just bringing out, you have to be an adult. You have to parent well, and you have to be intentional. Like you can't just hide behind 
doing good things and doing you know just a busy schedule it's like if we're not intentional we'll blink and they will be and it's so easy you won't have downloaded all the things you want to download to to them in their hearts and teach them and be a part of it and and again it's not a striving it's a it's a we're stewarding yeah and all these whys are like the the, all these envision statements are how can we steward this really short time that we have with our kids with each other mm-hmm. with on this planet. Absolutely. Um, I'm going to end with this one. There's a few more, but I'll end with this one. And it's, um, we envision daughters and or sons. We have two daughters right now. <laughs> maybe, maybe more daughters or sons later. I don't know. We later. had this talk today. <laughs> talk later. <laughs> Sh- should we have a kid weigh in, call in? <laughs> <laughs> no, that is not something you put out there. <laughs> All the moms are like cringing right now. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Um, I apologize. So, <laughs> we envision daughters and or sons who serve God early mm-hmm. and take great joy in obeying him, even to the ends of earth, if need be, yeah. the ends of the earth, if need be. So obviously it's not in our control, right? Mm-hmm. I can't, we can't make our daughters love Jesus, mm-hmm. but we're envisioning that and we're doing everything we can to by sh- God's grace yeah. to introduce them to the gospel at mm-hmm. an early age to Show love them, them the love well. of Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. To Through serve them. them. Well, to serve them. They're not here for our enjoyment. We are here to steward their little hearts, mm-hmm. to be their early guardians uh, until they give their hearts to Jesus. Mm-hmm. And I, as sooner that happens, the better. So every night I pray with Della um, before we go to bed. <laughs> and part of the prayer is always God, call them by name yes. and let them respond let joyfully. Them respond. Yes. Yes. Um, and I'm just praying for that day. Right. So, but that's a big part of how we parent them. And right. And so then and so that forth. last part, you know, to the ends of the earth. I mean, are we, that really has, shows us to how we can have an open hand mm, and open yeah. hearts. That's scary, you but know, good. Yeah. To God. Yeah. And what he might be doing in and through them. Um, if he calls our, our daughters to. To Syria. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. and that's some big, those are big asks and big trusts for us. But again, if we are stewarding them and we are, this is our family vision and If we really God believe has, that God's sovereign. Yes, and yes. And if he calls them. Yeah. Yeah, we want to make sure that they're hearing God's voice and not, you know, they didn't watch the latest infomercial, right? right? Of course. <laughs> and so we will we will love them these through that. These are things that, that yeah, that take but, time. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I. Okay. it's been great having these to reflect on and mm-hmm. to help filter through all of the decision making that you make as an adult, as a married person and as a parent as well, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So right. that's, that's it guys. I'm grateful for it. <laughs> that is our family vision statement. It's, we, we made it, we, we used a lot of words to yeah. describe something that's actually, that's actually very simple. Yeah. Um, again, you just have your big why, your mm-hmm. mission statement or your ultimate goal. Then you have core values, which are descriptive words mm-hmm. that, that describe. Right who you are intrinsically as a couple and as an individual. Uh, and then we have our vision for family, which is just a series of envision statements mm-hmm. of just really tangible ways that we can say like, this is what we're envisioning right. for, you know, this year, five years, 10 years, 20 years down the line. Um, it's very simple. So again, we'll make this available in the which, show notes, which will lead us to our couple's challenge. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Do it. We'll make, yeah. It's, <laughs> go so through it. if you, yeah, if you want to get this, go to fiercemarriage.com slash podcast. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be the, the segue into our couple's challenge, which yep. is basically download that, um, talk through these things together yeah. and fill it out. Yeah. Um, it's that simple. Um, I don't think you need any more instructions than that. Yeah. Um, there'll, there'll be some short instructions in the download, but, right. um, but yeah. Yeah. And on that page, you can also, leave- you can also find the phone number to call in. 
I was like, leave a voicemail. <laughs> My husband's yeah. like, what are you talking about? What are you making me do now? So yeah. Um, There's a phone number to call in. I've been loving listening to some of these voicemails. They've been yeah. very encouraging. Here, we'll play one. Let's play one. And okay. then, um, and then, yeah, you can call. We'll give you the number. But yeah, here it is. Hi, I'm curious about how to, <clears throat> we have three kids under three um, and trying to find time That's together crazy. in the word. Um, you probably can hear my child in the background. <laughs> yeah. um, but trying to find time together in the word, how do you do that? Um, how do you make that a real time together? We were good at it when we were first married, but nearly five years later, it's gotten a little bit harder. Um, and I know my husband's wanting to grow in that too. Thank you. Mm. Bye. That's awesome. That's awesome. I want, I'm excited to respond to that. Um, do part it. of the, <laughs> um, uh, yeah, pre kids, man, devotionals were off the charts. <laughs> Let me tell you, um, three kids under three, bless you. You are amazing. That's insanity. Are they triplets? Amazing. I guess I would say is um, adjust. Let's first adjust our expectations because there's no way that we can have anything <laughs> resembling our devotional life before kids right now, especially at a younger age. I would just say at the young age of kids, yeah. when they are young, they are busy and you are busy. So definitely <laughs> so calibrate yourself. Calibrate your expectations. One thing that's really, did you want to say something? Well, yeah. So you don't want to compromise on that time, right? No, so we're not saying like your devotions go out the it, door. No, it looks different, which was what I was going to get to. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So adjusting our expectations that we don't have to have like a three hour um, devotional. Or just 30 minutes. Or even 30 minutes. What yeah. I'm talking about is there's two things. One is incorporate your kids when you can. Um, and then on top of that, I what Ryan what's helped Ryan and I is that we will maybe pick a passage or a chapter or a book to go through. Like say we'll pick Mark. Okay, can how about you read Mark one this day? Let's read Mark one today, and then let's talk about it when and if the kids go down. I know that's another challenge um, when they go down to bed. If there's any way you can figure out a time to connect, maybe it's not every day, maybe it's every week, um, but part of your conversation is. I read Mark one. This is what stuck out to me. This is why um, something that an, a church we used to attend used to do was called a soap. And you've maybe heard of it, but it's a scripture observation, application and prayer. I'm sure you can draw from that. Um, yeah. Pick a scripture. What's your observation? How can we apply it? And praying about that together. And the thing going back to doing it with your children, um, getting a children's storybook Bible, going through a Bible story with your kids is a, a great activity, the best activity. Um, B, it gets you exposing them and teaching them and talking to them about Jesus, which honestly has been so refreshing to me and my heart of just trying to present them Jesus in the most accurate way and not just like another fairy person that like makes your wishes come true. You know what I mean? Um, That's good. So <laughs> he's not a genie. He's not a genie. And so, Jesus. <laughs> yeah. So trying to communicate that to them has really refined yeah. and helped my soul. Um, did you want to say something? No, I think you covered it. Okay. We do family devotions together. They're very short, which he could put the book in the show notes. We even do like the catechisms from um, like Tim which Keller. That's just, it's just a fancy word for a question and a response Sorry. That, are, yes. that, are, that are theological. And there's songs for um, kids on there, which helps the kids learn them. Um, and that's part of, that's a larger, that's a smaller part of our family worship. Right. Which is we go through scripture, we we'll right. sing a few songs, we'll do the we'll do the um, New City Catechism, right. and then we will pray together. All, yeah. So all that to say, and is it takes just, about five minutes, top to bottom. Yeah, it's fast. It is, and it's it's good though. It still kind of it still reminds my heart of some things, and the Holy it gives yeah. room for the Holy Spirit, and I just think we have to adjust our expectations a little bit. Perfect, awesome. So I hope 
that answered your question. And if you want to leave some voicemails, we would love that. Uh, the phone number, so you know it, if you're driving, is 971-333-1120. You can also find that on our website, fiercemarriage.com slash podcast. Coming up next, we are going to do our, our check-in, um, mm-hmm. which is a lot of fun. We're also going to, um, I think that's it. That's coming right up, so stay tuned. <laughs> All right, everyone. I'm supposed to talk about this thing called the 31-Day Pursuit. Selena is making me talk about it. (laughs) Stop. That's because you're so much more familiar with it. I feel like I say things and you're like, no, don't say that. It's not that. All right. So the main thing, I'm pretty sure if you've been listening to our podcast, you might get tired of hearing about this. Just so you know, the 31-Day Pursuit Challenge is a thing. We're getting a lot of really fun um, feedback on it. People are loving it. Um, we're going to go through it together at some point in time. Um, so if you want to grow together, um, grow closer to Jesus, grow closer to your spouse, check it out, 31daypursuit.com, 31daypursuit.com. And that's all I'll say about that. Awesome. All right. So Selena, so we're going to do our check-in. I like this. And what this What's is. What's this new thing we're this, doing? This is a new thing. Um, we've done it in the past. We haven't done it in a while. You and me. This is the second time ever on the podcast. <laughs> and basically, it's uh, it's kind of a heart check. And it's uh, what book is in your hand and what are you reading, basically? What voice is in your ear, whether it's a leader or mentor or even um, music that, mm-hmm. that's really inspiring you and what's stirring in your heart. All right, so go for it. All right. You the book that's fast. in my hand is Brendan Manning, Ruthless Trust. What's uh, the top thing you love about it in one sentence? <laughs> Brendan Manning. He's just a beast. Um trust is you need trust in the gospel and he is just amazing at how he explains it i don't know you just got to read it it's yeah. ruthless trust by brendan manning it's, i know i've heard you explain he some never, of stuff. trust is not always what you think it is no it's great it's good voice that's in my ear is i've been listening to the new album by hillsong wonder it's got a record with a rainbow around it um really good stuff really solid speaking to my heart I mean, we've been Hillsong fans for a while, but sometimes we're just, I don't get enough time to re-listen to it. Well, but they come up with so much music, you can't even keep up true, with it. It's true, it's true. I'm probably still like year, four albums like. behind, but this, I was like, ooh, the new one, I'll try to be on this. So whenever you have time, play it. Good, it's really good. Solid I've heard it too. Um, what's stirring in my heart, um, just trying to keep a pulse on how I can... I don't know. I guess just keep, continue stewarding my kids and my husband well, not in that order. But And, and if you're wondering, stir, what's stirring in your heart is kind of like, what what is God convicting you on? Or yeah. if you have any like kind of nervous anticipation, like dreams, like like if he's, if you're kind of on the verge of something new, what, 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 if you lay your head down on your pillow, what are you thinking about? Um, just as a listener, <laughs> if you're, if you're, if you're wondering what that means. Yes. So for me, I am reading, um, You Can Pray, and it is by... The book, You Can Pray. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know the author offhand. Um, Who are you? You should just Google it It's a there. book, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to, I'll put the thing in the show notes. <laughs> <laughs> I'll put the thing in the show it's notes. A, it's a really <laughs> good book. It's very ambiguous. It's a really good book and it's uh, helping me um, not feel like such a failure when I pray. Um, anyway, there. what voices in my ear? Um, but my husband said it has to be quick, so <laughs> chop, chop. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Who's your husband anyway? <laughs> punch that guy in the face. Uh, it's a new, it's a King's Kaleidoscope. Their new, I don't know if it's a new album. It's new to me. They had a, a book out uh, or a, a, a tape disc. <laughs> it's a new thing. 
hipsters are really into it. Uh, um, you're funny. It combines a book and a tape into a disc. What voice is in your ear? Uh, <laughs> King's Kaleidoscope. Uh, awesome. Pretty cool tracks there. And then... Uh, What's stirring in your hot? Oh, man. New Year's almost here, and I'm just trying to figure out what we're going to do um, January through April. So uh, stay tuned. We'll probably share more <laughs> on that. And it's definitely stirring my heart and keeping yes, me up at night. Yes, yes. All right. I think that's our show, you guys. Yeah. Thank you so much for listening. Um, next week, I think um, we are going to... What are we talking about next week? You're so funny. You think I plan these things? If I can't things? think of it, then I just put it on you. <laughs> <laughs> this is our marriage, people. You know what? I think I think it's we should kind of circle back around. Um, are people still listening? If they're still listening, <laughs> <laughs> probably not. Uh, yeah. oh, we're just I think indulging. we'll probably circle back around to uh, intimacy on some level, or um, or we could priorities because the New Year's coming, <laughs> or that. And God's been kind of impressing on my heart about kind of the beauty in brokenness, yeah, kind of the it's beauty good. in the wreckage, um, yeah. and how He uses sin, even sin. He'll use that to redeem, yeah, uh, us, and He'll even use sin for, as a means for His glory. It's good uh, because He is so good and He goes so sovereign. It's good. I'm gonna listen. <laughs> I, you I know listen. for a fact that you don't listen to our podcast. <laughs> I do. <laughs> Only if I put them on in the car for you, which then I feel really vain. Yep. But um, you just trusting no, you're that you're not vain. I listen and I trust you. Well, I put some. I put some incriminating things. So if you do like episodes. this, if you do like this <laughs> podcast, please, please, please subscribe, rate, share, take a few minutes, write a few things, thirty seconds, describe how awesome this is. <laughs> <laughs> how awesome the, the podcast is you just got us some terrible ratings i know with that. i know i'm just trying to promote some good, good vibes out there <laughs> anyways if you if you did um please tell somebody about it we couldn't do it without you we are we are one voice and um god is big in you and and we just want to continue helping people how we can yeah yeah god is definitely moving uh, among marriages yeah. in this generation. And if you're listening to this, there's a good, great chance you're a part of that and that yeah. God is stirring in your heart. Um, we've just seen that be a theme with people that are listening. That yeah. They are all very passionate about gospel-centered marriage. So do share uh, this with your friends. Yeah. Um, we'd hate for someone to need it and not find it. Yeah. So and on that note, there are more resources available to you and to your friends on at FierceMarriage.com. We're also on all the big socials. And uh, we hope that you'll join a community there. And uh, let's pray. I'll go ahead and pray. Father, thank you for just another day in your grace, experiencing you. I thank you for uh, your word. Thank you for the direction that you give us in it and that you convict us through it. Mm -hmm. I pray that we would listen to it, that we would be fertile soil, that our lives would be wrung out for you. Lord, I pray that you would lead these couples who are listening. I pray that you would give them clarity, Mm. Father, and in that, give them direction and discernment and unity in their marriage. Father, I pray that you would use them to glorify you, that as marriages mobilize around the country and around the world, that we would see a resurgence Mm -hmm. of um, lay ministers loving their communities, loving their children, Mm -hmm. um, loving each other well, and all all to your glory, Mm. Jesus. We love you, and we'd be totally lost without you but because of you we are utterly found mm. in jesus name amen amen stay all right guys fierce. stay fierce we will see you next week and this show is what in the can in the can all right take care <laughs> thank you